as you walk with God and if you've been in the ministry, God showed you like a lot of different things and taught you a lot of different things. But I think at the core of it is worship ministry is not about what happens on the platform. Hi, I'm Abigail Archery and this is Unshakable Stories, Unshakable Truths, where we talk to people about their faith and how it guided them through the best and worst of times, their missions and ministries that were perpetually born out of crisis and how God is using them today to make an unshakable difference. Rachel Wee is a worship leader, musician, writer and speaker. She served in ministry pretty much most of her life. Rachel received a strong call of God to leave her country, Indonesia, in her second year at university to continue her studies as well as to serve on the mission field in Ningbo, China. In fact, this is where we first connected. And it was in China that God used to be the catalyst, which would deepen her walk and love for the Lord. She's here today to talk about all things relating to worship, young people, and plus, she has a special treat in store. So you want to stay with us to find out more. Hey, Rachel, how are you doing and how are you handling the heat over there in China? Hi, Abigail. I am doing great by the grace of God. And uh, the heat is manageable. I thank God for um, whoever invented air conditioning. So we were hanging in there. I can't wait for summer to be over well the heat at least the heat to kind of pass yeah yeah and in part of me asking about the heat i should have mentioned how are you handling the mosquitoes as well oh they're leaving you alone (laughs) i live on the 20th uh 24th floor so it's kind of yeah it's kind of like the mosquitoes they need a lot of determination to get to my floor so that that i've been spared um and i thank god for it <laughs> and just kind of off the back really hmm. how long have you been living in uh ningbo china now uh i lived in ningbo china for about five years or so i think five years yeah uh, has it gone really quickly for you yeah you very very i uh i yeah. came in i came as a teenager and um now i'm um quarter life right so it's uh, a <laughs> It's been quite a journey. Indeed, and we're going to unpack that a mm. whole lot more. So here's the thing, Rachel. You know, for anyone who sees you from afar or mm. meets you, right, they will immediately see that you're carrying an anointing on your life for worship and performing art. When did you sense that there was a strong call of God on your life for ministry? For me, I guess, um, so I, I, I grew up in the church. Uh, my parents were... Um, part of the leadership team. I just kind of, I was pushed into ministry, I guess. Mm-hmm. And even in like during the times when it's a little, you know, the the whole teenage years of like rebellion and teenage angst, it never really occurred to me to leave ministry. It's not something that I wanted to do, but it's more of, mm-hmm. okay, this is where God puts me, so I'm going to be here, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. So essentially... You've come up in the church. Mm. You've had like the kind of modeling by your parents of, you know, leadership. What was it in Indonesia or was it actually later on when you got to China itself that you realized, actually, God has something with me in this? I think, I think 
back when I was in Indonesia and growing up, there has this kind of like calling and urging, but I I kind of like put it off a little bit, and uh-huh. I think I, I was also like during that period I was trying to figure out who I am as a person. I was trying to figure mm. out like what I wanted for my life. Very ambitious in terms of like、um, career-wise, school-wise, organizations, and all those kind of stuff. Back then, my my idea of ministry is something that I do on the Sundays, you know, on the weekends, and、um, yeah. it's like it's it's kind of like a separated thing from what I have going on in my life. And then when I moved to China, it kind everything kind of intertwined together, where like.、Mm-hmm. Partially also because like all my church friends and all my uni friends are like the same people, so there's like yeah, <laughs> so it's like it's church and、um, or like ministry and like being in a commun in the community in the fellowship, and what is going on in my day to day life is no longer separated. So it it it's just、mm. kind of felt like now that I look back, it's like I should have done this. Um, earlier, but yeah, I think it's it's kind of like the seasons that God has to put me through for me to、yep. be here and have this understanding of what serving God means in ministry and in my daily life. Kind of something like、that. I hear that, and I'm sure this can resonate with many as well because、mm-hmm. we say this in the sense that there's. Though linear to success, and I think in ministry in God there is not a linear road where you know it's just from A to Z, and there aren't any changes or drops or peaks or you know. So there are seasons, as you beautifully mentioned, and there are seasons when one strays, one one wrestles with the call for leadership or with the call to have more of a a visual you know position in in ministry. I think anyone who has served God would understand everything you've just said completely. When it comes to worship, and you really are a worshiper, I've enjoyed the times where we've had fellowship, you know, during the home groups. I still talk about those experiences to this day, right? One thing that you wished everyone knew about worship. Okay, these are like one of the questions that it will take a really long time for me to go. Into detail, as I think, like as you walk with God, and、um, if you've been in the ministry, God showed you like a lot of different things and taught you a lot of different things. But I think at the core of it is worship ministry is not about what happens on the platform. It's good. I, I remember what one of my worship pastors he said like.、Um, Your what happens on stage, whatever it is, be it you're a musician, you are a worship leader, a singer, a dancer, whatever whatever that you portray, or in servitude in ministry happens as a reflection of what happens behind closed doors, and especially I think, well I'm I'm sure I'm sure in all different aspects of ministry too, but since I'm in worship ministry, I guess. You know how like David, when he went to battle, he had、yeah. all the worshippers all up in front, and that's kind of how we should approach worship sets like in the Sundays congregational worship because we were like、mm. the frontliners,、mm. and、um, whatever the enemy has 
in store, um, we are the first one to get hit. And of course, believe that God will protect us and we're covered by the blood of Jesus, but it's also like the struggle and especially um, leading worship. People think that like, oh, being a worship leader is so cool. It's like you're like in the front of the stage, everybody was like looking at you. But little did they know that being the worship, um, being a worship leader is perhaps like one of the hardest jobs you can be in the worship team. It's the weight of the responsibility. It's, it's not, yeah. that, and it's not like, you know, cause you're like leading the congregation into the presence of God, right? You can't lead people to a place that you've never been. And like in the time of worship, you want to, you want everybody to, to, to be able to enter into the presence of God and, and to, to really experience the goodness of God and to really experience, you know, and, and, and be transformed in the presence of God. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and it's, it's, it's a big, it's a big responsibility. And yeah, there are, there are times when I was about to lead worship and the week was just so hard. Everything that could go wrong will go wrong. But, and, and, and it's during that time where you were like, Lord Jesus, I need your grace. And by the time mm. you get on the stage and you did your set list and by the time you were done, you were like, there is no way that was me. You know, yeah. because there's it's it's I am quite speechless right now. It's yeah. there's, there's yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess you kind of get the gist of it, but you know, the whole and yeah, God kind of carried you, mm-hmm. and, and and it's 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 being a, a a vessel to for the works of God is 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 a is quite a responsibility. It really is. And I'm so glad you emphasize the word responsibility. The beauty, I guess, is when I'm in the presence of worship leaders like yourself and others who carry this particular grace, it looks from a distance effortless. And that is really, I guess, the goodness of God's grace, because you know that it's not you anymore. And we are always uh, corporately coming together to invoke the power and presence of God through worship, through the way we worship God. And um, all the glory every time goes to him. At the top of the podcast, I mentioned that we had a little treat in store. And I guess today's particular episode, we're doing things a little different to how we normally do. And so Rachel's going to kindly grace us with her reminiscence of the goodness of God. One of my favorites. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. And all my days I've been held in your hand. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. For your mercy never fails me And all my days I've been held in your hands From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head I will sing of the goodness of God 
goodness of God. I love your voice. You have led me through the fire in darkest nights. You are close like no other. And I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend. And I have lived. In the goodness of God All my life you have been faithful All my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness It's running after me, thank you Lord Your goodness is running after, it's running after me With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now I give you everything Your goodness is running after, it's running after me Oh, your goodness is running after, it's running after me Oh, your goodness is running after, it's running after me With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now I give you everything Your goodness is running after, it's running after me And all my life you have been faithful All my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I mm. will sing of the goodness of God We'll be right back after this I hope that you are as blessed by this worship music as I am. Our verse for today is Isaiah chapter 43, verse 4. Because you are precious in my sight, you are honored and I love you. I will give other men in return for you and other peoples in exchange for your life. And now, let's return to this wonderful episode full of worship. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Rachel. I'm, you can't see, but I've got like some water welling up in my eyes. God is good, and I thank you. It's one of my favorite worship songs, and you sang it so beautifully. Thank you. In challenging or dry seasons, how do you personally like flame you know, the fire of God's oil to keep that fire and keep that flame alight. To be perfectly honest with you, Abigail, it's uh, it's, it's different every season. And I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure how to answer that. But one thing um, that I learned quite recently, actually, to always be conscious that 
wherever you are, like in whatever seasons you are, God is always with us and he's Emmanuel, right? And there's this thing that um, one of my mentors um, taught me where you take the whole, like we understood the concept that yes, God is with us, but do we really understand that God is like he's here, like he's right next to me, and yeah. it, his presence is as real as if there is an actual physical person here. I've come to learn to really then communicate with God that way, where whatever I was feeling, whatever, whatever pressure that um, I'm feeling, or you know, in the dry seasons. I told God, like, hey, God, this is hard for me. I I need your help. There are days where I'm just like, I was holding my pillow and I'm like, Lord Jesus, I just need you to hug me right now. Um, And and, and he came through. And and I think coming into that realization that God being there, like God always being there, the Emmanuel, isn't just Mm -hmm. some theory or like some theological flowery words but it's it's real um sometimes you know our our logic get the better of us i'm like i'm talking to you don't see the person right i'm I'm like talking to a wall that's that's what i see but like the spiritual realm is more real perhaps than what is actually going on the the physical realm 100 percent. having faith that like even if i i look like i'm talking to the wall but I, I'm, I'm communicating with God. It kind of shifted the way I see walking with Christ looks like, you know? And so even in the dry yes. seasons, you can just ask God, like, God, what, 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 is, what, is, what is going on? I, I need comfort right now. You know, sometimes you just need assurance, right? We're human. Sometimes we just need the assurance that God is there. And like, we're not, you know, doing this alone. And then also kind of like talking to God, like, okay, God, what do you want me to learn in this season? In this in this season where it seems like everything is so doom and gloom and like my heart is aching, what is going on here? And it, it got me through. It, it really got me through. And, 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 and it's, you get, and then you get to see that like, yes, God is good. Yes, God is faithful. He's true to his word and his promises is yes and amen. And it's really true. So that's that's kind of Indeed. like how I deal with it in a in a practical sense. Yeah, and that's so good. You alluded to David, King David, mm. earlier on in the conversation, and I think you know if I were to think of one of my favorite um, Bible characters, it would mm. be David. And I find myself in the Psalms during those seasons, those tough seasons, those really um, dry seasons. And even mm. if we look over what's happened in the last four months, for instance, Mm -hmm. you know, the whole world was kind of at a standstill. Mm -hmm. And the Psalms has always been my go-to for comfort, for reassurance, and even just how David would lament, wouldn't he? He would lament before God. And um, it gives us the permission in a way to do Mm -hmm. as you've just beautifully described. And that is to just, you know, be honest and transparent with the Lord. And his presence is absolutely real and if you're listening to this and you're struggling in the season of life you find yourself in be encouraged because we've all walked through those seasons and inevitably those dry seasons do come around again but 
if you can find the strength to call out on to his name and ask him for that comfort, that assurance, truly the Holy Spirit will minister to you. And in those seasons of where you can't find even the words to pray, mm. take solace in the book of Psalms, mm. get some great worship music on, mm. have that permeating in the atmosphere and let the Lord minister to you in a strong way so you can be renewed and go back out there and fight good fight of faith. Young people, which I have a tremendous heart for mm -hmm. and lots of time towards as well. And we've both been, you know, in our teens and you talked about those, those years yeah. of, um, you know, yeah. let's just call it discovery. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The world likes to frame it as rebellion and, you know, going through those ad adolescent years. But it's also a time like, I love what you said about trying to discover your identity because mm. a lot of that wrestling and grappling is to do with identity there's often yeah. an identity crisis that young people encounter mm -hmm. and then there's obviously there's the influences that come via the peer friends and so on mm -hmm. so we're in a different age and stage now I do feel for the young people who are young at this time uh, yeah. 17 15 16 and on words mm -hmm. during this period of time it's a different day it's yes. a different challenge it's a different yes. narrative what are some of the issues um, that you feel young people today encounter which could be hindering their hunger for God? This is how kind of a, how I understood it. It's the, especially with like social media and everything, you, yeah. you start to compare yourself with how other people are quote unquote performing in life, right? Mm. To be perfectly honest, it's not a new thing. I feel like the previous generations have gone through like a similar pressure. You know, at a certain age you have to accomplish a certain things, you know? And and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and and it kind of then like shifts your focus towards like oh, this is this is what the world says is like successful. This is what the world says you should be doing. This is what the world says a cool person should do and and that's kind of like then hindering us to really be authentic with ourselves and to really have that period where you're just like uh, you know because there's a there's a pressure to perform a certain way to look perfect to to have this and have that and um so good and i oh i i remember this um brooke Ligard word I think that's how you pronounce her name. I'm so sorry if I said it wrong. Um, she, so she's the, the worship leader for Hillsong Worship. She, she said this, God died for me so that I don't have to perform. And I think it really resonated me because um, yeah. growing up as like a pastor's kid, I guess, there's some sort of pressure to be a certain way, to, to fit into the mold, I guess. Yes, yes, yes. You know, sometimes people put expectations on you and, and and it really like especially me I, I come from like an Asian background where it's very like safe face kind of culture where like it's the perception of other people is quite important and and I had to learn to really um, put my identity in who God says I am not who society or, or or pressure even in the church community says I should be you know and and it took a lot of years it took it took a lot of 
a lot of pillow hugging and crying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> discovering yourself in the image of who God says you are and who you are to God kind of then changes your perception on how to be you, to, to be the person that God wanted you to be, to, to fulfill the purpose that God wanted you to be. Your love is devoted Like a ring of solid gold Like a vow that is tested Like a covenant of old Your love is enduring To the winter rain And beyond the horizon With mercy for today Faithful you have been Faithful you have been You pledge yourself to me And that's why I sing your praise So ever be on my lips Ever be on my lips Your praise So ever be on my lips Ever be on my lips Your praise Ever be on my lips Ever be on my lips, your praise will ever be on my lips. You father the orphan, your kindness makes us whole. And you shoulder our weakness, and your strength becomes our own. You're making me like you, clothing me and white. Bringing beauty from ashes For you will have your bride Free of all her guilt And rid of all her shame And known by her true name And that's why I sing your praise Ever be on my lips Ever be on my lips Your praise Ever be on my lips Ever be on my lips, your praise Ever be on my lips, on my lips, your praise Ever be on my lips, ever be on my lips You will be praised, you will be praised With angels and saints we sing Angels and saints, we sing worthy are you, Lord. You will be praised. You will be praised. With angels and saints, we sing worthy are you, Lord. You will be praised. You will be praised. With angels and saints, we sing worthy. And, and it's all true um, in terms of the external pressures like mm. social media. And then again, it's the societal influences, be it culture, family, mm-hmm. your community. All of those things can infiltrate into the mind of a young person if they're not really clear 
as to how God sees them, yeah. you know. Um, and then you're finding what happens is they end up conforming. And it's so true because when a person goes through that, young or old, because it happens even to the older folk as well, yeah. when a person goes through that, that, that struggle, it does dampen their hunger for God, you know, mm. during that period. Yes. Until the revelation comes and you recognize that Jesus, as you said, mm. died for you so you don't have to perform. Mm. And the day that revelation is unraveled in your spirit, your eyes are open, yes. you stand up tall, and then you know who you are and whose you are. As a, it's painful to say, we are soon winding up and having to head towards a close. So in the stage and phase that you find yourself in with lots of plans and like aspirations, mm -hmm. as it were, in your heart, I'm sure there's things you're believing and wanting to see unfold. Mm -hmm. What's your personal vision and dream in this season, Rachel? For me, personally, this season is a season of hiding. Um, it's a season of trust. I, I have been the type of person that likes to know what happens next. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't, like, it's, the uncertainties scares me. God had to put me and the rest of the world, I guess, in, like, a season of, full, full of uncertainties and isolation. Before, it was like, yes, it's uncertainties, but, like, you have your friends, you have your family, and, you know, but now in the COVID season, um, you really have nobody but God. And so it's 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 really testing the faith. I I used to sing like yes God I trust you Lord you are faithful Lord I surrender all to you but do I really? Um and that's kind of then in this season kind of puts that into a test. And um, mm. it's uh, I will admit that there are days where I kind of lost sight of that and God had to remind me again that hey I'm here and um and I also have like I I've I in in all my talk about like the image of who God says I am and stuff like that it's it's a personal struggle for me I grew up having to live into comparison and expectations so I grew up with a lot of insecurities about myself for a long time I listened to what the enemy said about me that I'm not good enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not loved, yada 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 and all those stuff are lies. And yeah. I have to continue like God has to continuously remind me that no, God says I love you. You know, God says he loves me and that I'm special and I'm that I'm worthy. There's this verse in Isaiah forty three verse four. I guess um I can say all whatever I want, but like nothing beats the word of God, right? Um, it says, <laughs> God says, because you are precious in my sight and honored, and because I love you, I will give men in turn for your favor and peoples in exchange for your life. That's how much Oof. you, that's how much each of us is worth to God. And, and then it kind of then, um, you know, in this season where I have to be like, okay, you know, it's not, it's not about what other people says I am. It's about what God says I am. You know, it's who God says yeah. I am and that I am loved. And, and you know, if God is willing to give out, here it says, hey, I will give men in return for you, you know? And if, if God is willing to do that, 
for me, then I can trust him to take care of me, right? I have more verses. Uh, in Psalms 56 verse 8, the message version says, You've kept track of my every toss and turn through the sleepless nights. Each tear entered in your ledger and each ache written in your book. And so, in addition to God loving me, in addition to me being able to trust God, God says like, hey, I'm there. Like, I am there. You cry, I know. You're in pain, I know. And so then, knowing that and the assurance, in the season, it's kind of where like I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to surrender to you. You, you say you love me. Um, you say you have plans for me, uh, plans to prosper me. And you said that uh, you are here with me. And so I am going to trust you on this. So that's kind of where my season is. And in, and in the waiting, in the hiding, you kind of just submit to God's love. And just yeah. let him kind of pour himself on me and on all of us. And yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at in the season. As we now wind this up and put our conversation, um, you know, with a lovely bow on top Mm -hmm. as we close it, what would be, Rachel, your final words of encouragement, words of action that you'd like to leave our listeners with today? And how can anyone connect with you who's listening? How can they connect with you online? Hang in there. As cliche as this may sound, right? It it rings true knowing who God is and knowing who you are in God. Hanging in there is hang on to God and just surrender everything to God. And when you've allowed yourself to do that, God will take you on this amazing journey. He will reveal more of himself. The Bible says like the mysteries, right? The mysteries of heavens. Yeah. Will be revealed. And it's it's also something that I'm aspiring to continue doing. And and as much as I'm saying this as an encouragement to everybody who's listening, I'm also saying it to myself, like Rachel, hang in there. <laughs> and also if if it's possible, you know, to stay planted. I think there's also power in fellowship to have people so in true. your life. You can like can pray with you, pray over you. The the worship team that I minister with, it they've been really amazing. We've we've been meeting and you know, even things as simple as just hanging out together and worshiping together, you know. And it's it's been really encouraging to have people like yes. that in your life. Not just like mentors who look after you and like um help you grow, but also like your peer friends that you grow together with. I think that's that's also uh, a powerful thing to have. To get in touch with me, uh, you can go to um, Instagram. My handle is R-C-L-O-E-I. Um, so Instagram at R-C-L-O-E-I. And I Beautiful. Would, yeah. It would, it would if, even if you like if you want to chat with me I'm open you wanted to know what life in China is like you wanted to know or just say hi you know hi <laughs> <laughs> I would love to engage with everybody thank you 
thank you from the bottom of my heart. I, you've made my day today. I'm、oh. going to be quite honest with you. Really、thank、been you. looking、thank、forward、so、to this conversation. <laughs> and you've really made my my day. And so,、um, God bless you for all your words of encouragement and and for being transparent. Because here's the thing: when I watch you in your zone of genius, the grace of God that's upon you, the godly genius that you have. It's just encouraging to hear when worship leaders like yourselves can say, you know, I'm still working this thing out.、Mm. You know, I, I struggle, and what that does is it, it actually builds connection with other people because then the person who's watching now、mm. knows, oh, well, if this person can do it, so can I. If they can persevere, so can I.、Mm. And I'm not the only one that's in、yes. this. This this battle sometimes that we feel、mm-hmm. that we are a part of, but we're in a good battle. We're in a good fight because we've the Lord has already won. So we're more、mm-hmm. than conquerors. So, ladies and gentlemen, all the information, Rachel's、uh, Instagram handle will be on the show notes. Do reach out to her; she's super friendly and approachable. Connect with her, and once all the airports are open, you know, if you've got an event next year and you're looking for a prolific worship. <laughs> Leader, I'm putting it out there. Get in touch with her, or get in touch with me,、um, because she has a ministry for the world, and、uh, I want to see God take you all four corners of the earth for His glory. So, as we kind of say goodbye, I want you to、uh, usher us in with this beautiful song, "Jesus, We Love You," and I'll see you all same time, same place next week. Until then, God bless. Old things have passed away. Your love has stayed the same. Your constant grace remains the cornerstone. Things that we thought were dead, breathing in life. Cause your sun to shine on darkest nights. For all that you've done, we will pour out our love. This will be our anthem song. Jesus, we love you. Oh, how we love you. The one our hearts adore, Jesus, we love you. Oh, how we love you! You are the one our hearts adore. Hopeless have found their home. The orphans now have a home. All that was lost has found its place in you. You lift our weary head. You make us strong instead. Took these rags and make them beautiful. 
that you've done we will pour out our love this will be our anthem song Jesus we love you oh how we love you you are the one our hearts adore Jesus Thank you for listening to Unshakable Stories, Unshakable Truths. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe and grace us with a rate and a review. If you would like to feature on the show or you wish to recommend someone, please drop us a line, unshakablestories2020 at gmail.com or reach out to us online. We will connect with you again next week, same time, same place. Until then, God bless.